0: airpods pro with adaptive audio available on airpods pro second generation when enabled
4: everything you love about mercedes the style the comfort the technology the choice is now available in electric the vehicles all electric the feeling all mercedes the choice all yours learn more mbusa.com slash eq you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox sports radio Time of the year on the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on holidays. But what is any day really without the Dan Patrick Show? Available daily on Peacock or on the Dan Patrick Show podcast. The award winning Dan Patrick Show. So don't miss a show, don't miss a moment. Download it today, it's free.
0: Cut the music Dan Patrick
1: (laughs) Ah,
4: Thanksgiving A time to be thankful Isn't this supposed to be a thankful show? We're thankful for a lot of things For time off, for food How about turkey sandwiches, man?
1: For our health and football And for stand-up guys like Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker Why, you ask? Because while Dan and the Danettes are off They have stepped up to
4: fill the void And that's one of the most generous things that anybody's ever done for this show. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, two good guys. I love you.
1: Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker.
4: What up? Good morning
5: to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Wishing you and yours the happiest and safest and covid freest Thanksgiving on record. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Dan the Danettes off. I am sure they are, uh, I'm sure at some point, Polly's going to be tweeting from somewhere in Vermont, uh, a cabin, rustic, and there is food aplenty. Anyway, uh, welcome in. Rob, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Doug. How are you? I'm good. You know, let's start with the, the news of the moment, which is the Raven Steelers game, which was supposed to be played tonight, and it was really... The PS de resistance. It was it's the it's the only reason to watch NFL games other than you got money on the other two and you need something to drown out uh something to drown out the the the, the mind numbing conversation at the dinner table.
6: I was gonna say the family that you you know, and, and not that there's going to be any big family to this year, but you know what I mean? I totally agree with you.
5: Yes. Yes. Well, look, some people because they're around their families all the time, some people are going to risk it. Some people, you know, they get tested and they get in a car and they, they have distanced and whatever. Like it's a, it's a compliment. My mom lives 15 minutes from us. We're not, we're going to see her for about a half hour outside today. She can bring us a pie, but you know, she's a senior citizen. So what like, no one dinner is worth risking her health over. That's just kind of the way we're going about it. But th- there are plenty families that will have those. By- Some will have the virtual conversations, right? They'll be Zooming uh, Thanksgiving
6: dinner. Even that can be like,
5: oh, my God. Jesus.
6: But you know what, Doug? It's funny you say that. I-, I grew up with 11 guys, 11 of us in New York, uh, and we all were on a baseball team called the Black Cats. And uh, all 11 of us have been friends for nearing 50 years, We've been friends since we were 10 years old. Wow. And today, all 11 of us, knock on wood, we're blessed, Doug, are still alive. 50-year friendship almost, a couple years away from it. And today, for the first time ever, we're having a Zoom Thanksgiving Day kind of, uh, met, you know, a get-together just to be thankful for everything, despite, you know, where we are in the world and what's happening. So I'm looking forward to that. That's about noon Easter. That's
5: that's interesting. I have, so I, I'm, I, I live close to where I grew up. Uh, Many of the people who I grew up around have either moved back or never moved away. And I coach, uh, I have a a youth basketball program, a traveling basketball program. Mm -hmm. And last night we just kind of had a, I I just a fun practice. I had like, instead of having 15 kids, I had like seven or eight kids. And we did all kinds of shooting competitions and dribbling competitions and I showed him some drills that I've I've had to I was I was taught to do alone in a gym, but you can do it with a, a stopwatch and it's kind of cool. Anyways, so we're sitting around afterwards and I was going through how many of my friends like our lifelong friends from my same travel basketball when I was in right. sixth grade. You know, Miles Simon, who's an assistant with the Lakers. He just got back from Hawaii. Like I'll I'll make sure I and so maybe that's that's a great idea. Like you can do one of those Zoom uh, calls or whatever. And uh we're all around and 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 hop on. So there is there is some good things that have come from this. All right, let's let's get to this Ravens um Steelers game. I saw some of the Steelers tweet out Eric Ebron is their tight end. This is BS, you know. And I know Ebron from Detroit, yeah. I, yeah, I saw, now, like yeah. look, I, I understand in the moment, in the moment. And and by the way, it it appears if they have more positive tests. Instead of playing this game, and if you, you missed the news yesterday, they moved the game to Sunday at one fifteen. So in the early window, there's supposed to be an NBC game. My guess is with more positive tests, this thing's going to be pushed back to Week eighteen or something. Be, they got to find a way to slide this thing in because I, you know otherwise, I don't. The Ravens were already depleted anyway. I right. just I don't know if they'll have enough guys, but but whatever. I, I the the i the idea that the NFL or First of all, the NFL, by moving it, they screw NBC because NBC would have had a huge number on Thanksgiving night, right? Um, they also do the same to Fox and to CBS because now NBC has a better game name wise in that opening, in that early window that that rating will, you know, suck some of the numbers from CBS and from Fox. So the idea that the NFL, there's like people are out to get the Steelers, like, Dude, you guys are undefeated. You're having a great year. You just got to roll with it a little bit here.
6: That's what I don't get. I mean, everybody else, everything is fluid, Doug. We don't know, right? And, and, and I've been critical of the NFL. I remember there was a game, I think, the Patriots played a game where there were some positive tests and they went along with the game. And I thought, well, why are they doing that when they've been postponing other games? But they went along with that game. And in this case, I give, I, I give the NFL credit. This is not the game you want to move. Thanksgiving night, you know, all the eyeballs, everything else going on. You don't want to stop that game if, if you didn't have to. I think the NFL's doing it right. All these people have tested positive. You can't go through with it. I understand from the Steelers' uh, standpoint, uh, this would have been, you know, they played Thursday night, then they would have gotten three or four days off, you know, until maybe come back on Monday. So, so they lose out on that, which I get. But it sounds awful, tone death, given the state of where we are in this country and this world during the pandemic. It's, it's uh, over a football game, dude. Yeah. I just can't get it. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I this is one of the
5: things about social media, which it can be. You can view it as a good thing, right? There's, there's no filter of a PR. The bad thing is that you know it's the old Herm Edwards, right? Uh, just don't press send. Like, right. dude, just take a breath and start to realize. I, I fully understand. Uh, I was listening to Jeff Schwartz, who was co-hosting uh, kick the coverage before, when driving in. I fully understand the idea of, hey, you thought you were going to have a five-day weekend, and you're going to work Thanksgiving. Like, all right, we get the, get it all adjusted. We'll have dinner tomorrow. We'll have dinner after the game with the kids or whatever. And then we have the weekend off, and they haven't had an off week. Like, I, I get it, right? Um, but, again, it's just the idea of, Let's take a breath. <laughs> Inhale exhale. Realize all the other things. Realize you know it's see that's that's actually what Thanksgiving's supposed to be about where you realize like okay this might suck but we still live in America got it. we're on an undefeated football team we are relatively healthy yes. we might not even play this weekend and oh yeah by the way like whenever we play the ravens they're going to be depleted and we're we're going to have a week we're going to have the, be the only team with a week off heading into the playoffs because they've they've changed the buy the buys thing with the with only one team having a buy. I just it the idea of Thanksgiving is to stop take a breath and be thankful, and I think the Steelers missed that, but it's part of. Part of what social media provides, which is cutting out the filter and get how people really feel in that moment. And unfortunately, guys feel in that moment in kind of an immature fashion. I I just I also think that we have this thing to where we we want to think everybody's out to get us. Right. It's like it's one of the the deals with the election where like we want to think that things are rigged and things what? are. And, you know, it's really not. It's really, really not. It's. The scientists and doctors said, hey man, Thanksgiving, there's going to be a second wave, it's going to be bad. Turns out there's a second wave, it's bad. We're all just trying to protect the sport so that we can get through and get to the playoffs and have a Super Bowl. And maybe, maybe have people at the Super Bowl and you're so caught up in yourself that you want to tweet about it. Like, I, I understand it, but I just think it's not the greatest look when you're the undefeated team and the other team is the team with with all the positive tests,
6: and, and the other part, Doug is, uh, and I use this t- tone death from, what what's the reality for everybody else and what people are going through? Right. I, I get it. It's a football game. I get it. It's their livelihood. They make millions of dollars. I I, I get all that. People are out here struggling with no jobs and and uh, family members who have passed. I mean, just. just do you look on Facebook? And I can't get over how many messages I've read, you know, from the people who uh, are friends of mine, you know, on Facebook, whether I know them or not personally, but it's amazing. Wait, how are they how, your friends if you know them or not? Well, but, you know, like you could ask to be fr- to Oh, like friendly. a Facebook friend. Facebook friend, that's okay, what I mean. Okay, You know what I mean? So so I see a lot of stuff, but I just can't get over how many people have been touched by it. Uh, Chris Boussard, my radio partner on The Odd Couple, Lost his father-in-law, you know, this year to COVID. I mean, it, it's touched a lot of people, and it just seems insensitive. That's all. I, I, I get it, and and they're just thinking about themselves at that time, Doug, the disappointment yeah. of that game and that moment, and then some days off. I, I do, but you need to pause, think about it. How is this going to look to the people who don't have jobs and who have lost loved ones.
5: Well, That's I, I would say, I, you know, the, the pushback, this is the Dan Patrick show brought to you by Mercedes AMG driving performance, Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan, the Dennett I would say like, if we had the uh, legit discussion, it's one of the things that sports has provided, right? Like if we do go into like in LA County, obviously we're in some form of uh stay at home, uh 10 o'clock order. And I, d- I don't really understand why you can't eat outside of the restaurant, but whatever, uh, like, let's just kind of get through it, people. But the the um, it's fascinating to me uh, the, the, I, I sports do provide an escape. Like, if we're stuck at home, it's so much better when there's sports on TV. And that was going to be a fun game. That was going to be a game of two teams that don't like each other. And as much as the Steelers, record-wise, seem dominant over the Ravens, last time was a four-point game in which Lamar Jackson had the ball, a chance to, to win it. So And, and, it, and the, and the had, other games suck.
6: And, right. And the Steelers got four turnovers in that game to win by four. If if you remember that, yes, right.
5: yes. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I I actually think for people who are out of work, but yes, the the lack of perspective, it's not the strongest look. Do I think it's do I do I think Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool are bad people for being ticked? Like, nah. I think that's that's real and that's understandable. I just think that next time they could kind of pause a little bit and and have a better feel for. All that all that's going on. What's what's left is your Lions. What's left is the Texans, which oh, I man. thank thankfully, we'll get to that. What's left is the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. You
6: could you couldn't pick two worst games for real for people to watch on Thanksgiving. I almost think that's the genius to it. You I think almost think so. I, I don't I think like, so. Are you gonna watch? Uh yeah, I'll watch. You I'll put it is, on. This is I'll like this on.
5: is like Tyson Roy Jones. There's no reason to watch Mike. What people forget, Mike Tyson has. We've created this kind of mythical lore of Mike Tyson because when he first came into the boxing world, everybody was scared to death. And we came in with just that towel, right, and no socks, black shoes, and he would. The the fight was over before it started, right? But if you remember, Mike Tyson was a bad fighter. At the end of his, he the reason he bit Evander Holyfield's ear was he was frustrated because he was getting his ass kicked, right? So he was bad. <laughs> I thought Roy, he was hungry. Yeah, but Roy Jones <laughs> was bad. Like Roy Jones was. I actually played a professional basketball game against Roy Jones.
6: Did you in that? What was that? That USBL um, USBL yeah, right? He
5: had, had thirty one in a game. He took thirty one shots, but he had they had thirty one. Wow. I'll tell. We can tell that story later. But but those these are two guys that were washed up fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. And they're going to have a fight, which they're not going to score, but they're going to, whatever. And people are going to buy. I guess the thing is that it's, it's one of those in football. One, you could bet on it Two, You got fantasy football and three, it doesn't matter what the NFL puts on. We watch. We just do. People say, I don't watch the pro bowl. I don't want the pro bowl outrates NBA, NBA playoff games. They just watch. And so, yeah, that is, is, it is. These are, these are not good games. But maybe that only proves the NFL's power and their point. Like, yeah, we can throw whatever on. at Lions,
6: Cowboys, you can watch. You can watch. Yeah, if there was a Golden Girls marathon on, I might be watching that instead of the uh, Lions. I'm just We got to get to the background of your Golden Girls (laughs) marathon sort of thing. He's Rob Parker. Have you ever ever watched that show, I used to watch that show. First
5: first run, I used to watch it, yeah. Okay, all right. Blanche and... um, Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah. Sophia and Rose. All right, we'll get into that. We can... We can of of the of the '80s and '90s sitcoms. That one is not in the top ten of ones that I would watch that. and it was a good show at the time. But it doesn't it doesn't go up with Cheers. It doesn't go with it's obviously ahead of Cosby now. Um, oh well, uh, yes, yes, that is true. Yes, all right. Coming up next, um, uh, okay. So Tom Brady and Bruce Arians seem to be butting heads. Whose side do we take? You can find out next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. He's Rob Parker. This is the Dan Patrick Show.
4: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
4: Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that.
5: Over 50 years ago, two men with a passion for motorsports and engineering began building race engines. And an old abandoned Mill, they saw an opportunity for every wide open road, an invitation for every curve. It was a chance to push the envelope and break all the rules. It was a chance to prove the two-ton family sedan could have the performance to compete in a 24-hour race. But the shocking the competition and building the reputation wasn't enough. Their vision to expand upon their excellence They had created their engineering company continued to validate their belief by putting race car engines in luxury sedans and proceeded to stun the elite in world racing by winning and winning and winning. We may never understand what drives Mercedes-AMG to break barriers along with every record in the book, but here's to allowing us to enjoy the results. Learn more uh, at MBUSA.com slash AMG. That's MBUSA.com slash AMG. Mercedes-AMG. Driving Performance. Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. Lights out. Sean Merriman will join us uh, momentarily. Uh, but by, by now, I think we've kind of. I, I would hope if you listen to sports radio, you've heard Bruce Arians point out several times that he was uh, disappointed with Tom Brady's inability to throw the football down the field. And he said yesterday, "Hey, we went back over the tape. The offensive line played well. You know." When the quarterback plays well, we play well. Uh-oh. Uh, Rob Parker, who um, uh, you called Tom Brady the luckiest of all time, right? The
6: loat. He's the, not the, the goat load. in my eyes. The loat. Doesn't mean he can't play, Doug. It's just that he's been awful lucky in big games. That's all. Okay. And we can... We'll,
5: we'll dive into that. But, well, but, I mean, like, look, th- this is one of those things to where like I struggle to have a legit Brady discussion with you at time. And you know I love you. I love you like my like any crazy uncle, uh, just because I I think that take is so outlandish <laughs> that it's like okay, can you have a reasonable discussion? Like you'd agree, Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of, of all time,
6: right? Absolutely, he's just okay. not the goat. Okay, I mean, there's a big difference between being a great player and not being considered the goat. But in this case, I, let's let's stick here with Bruce Arias yes. and and what he said and done. Okay. We've, is is I have no issue with this the the weakest link right now with this Bucks team is Tom Brady the defense isn't that bad I think they've given up uh the eighth or top 10 as far as points allowed so so the defense isn't that bad uh they, they took a look at you know Brady got sacked one time yes he was pressured guys get pressured I get that I don't think the offensive line was awful or anything like that. And in the bigger games against the better teams and the better competition, Brady has wilted. He hasn't played well. And is it he's 43 years old? Is it a new environment, and new system, and he, it's not what he's used to? You can't say, you know, in New England, the argument was always dug. Well, he doesn't have any weapons. Well, he has Mike Evans. He has Antonio Brown. He has Chris uh, uh, Godwin. I mean, he has players. They have running backs there for him, right? They got Leonard Fournette. When he became available, Shady McCoy. What, what, what doesn't he have that they should struggle in these games against good teams? And so I don't have a problem with Bruce Arians saying the quarterback has to play better. I, I, I He's not—there's a, There's a lot to it, okay? He's not
5: wrong that the quarterback has to play better, but have you ever heard— Bill Belichick, who who by all accounts would call out Tom Brady in private, call out Tom Brady publicly. Like, what is what is the win in doing that? And what, what is win, the win? What is the win? Tell me what the win is in calling out your superstar six-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. Who didn't have an offseason is running a system that is completely different, right? He's a deep downfield coach. And and Tom Brady, for the last 10 years, since Randy Moss left, was was everything was underneath and option routes. What is the win in saying the quarterback is the problem to the national and local media?
6: All I'm saying is this is who Bruce Arians is. He's not playing for Bill Belichick. Tom Brady decided he wanted to do something what, different. What is telling? So, is so the I'm win? just talking about nothing. But what, what, Tom Brady signed up for Bruce Arians. Okay, but this th- is who Bruce Arians is. I, this I, is not new. This I, is what I'm saying, Doug. This is not new. So I, maybe I, Tom should have done his homework about Bruce Arians if he's going to be sensitive when he doesn't play well. I, I don't know if it's sensitive, but all right, let's bring in Sean Merriman, of course. Lights
5: out. Great player, rookie of the year in the National Football League. Cutter a tough sports. guy, huh? Yeah, of course he's a tough guy. Um what's uh, sean first of all happy thanksgiving Uh, second of all what's your reaction to bruce arians openly criticizing tom brady
7: well i I just don't believe in that in general um and as much as i'm a tom brady hater for life and i'm not afraid to admit that um i don't think you should be doing that because that that just creates turmoil in the locker room i mean we we all got eyes we can see what the problem is we we see in a Tom Brady hasn't completed a, a good pass, past 30 yards down the field. We can, all, we can all tell that, but we don't need the finger pointing in the locker room. I mean, Tom Brady has never been the guy, it's, it's like, again, as much as I like to bash and, and talk crap about Tom, Tom Brady has never been the guy that's called out anybody publicly, not a coach, not a player, um, not anybody on the staff. He's never done that. Um, so I'll always give him credit for that. But also, too, you got to look at, you knew what you was getting when he got there you knew what type of player Tom Brady was and they got all these uh, people who do the statistics and analyze and, you know, analytics and do everything like that in house. And you saw that Tom Brady is not a great passer the last five to seven years, over 25 yards. You know that. So if you get down there and you don't have a system in place for a guy that's not accurate over, you know, 30 yards, why would you bring him in? So, they created the problem. They had opportunities. I mean, they had opportunities to go get multiple players during the offseason and didn't. You know, you had an opportunity, uh, opportunity to go get Cam Newton. You had an opportunity to get, uh, you know, I think Jameis was there. And I'm not, I'm not saying that either one of these guys is better than Tom. I'm just saying that, that if you have a system where that where requires you to throw the ball down the field and make big plays, go get that guy. Don't be mad at Tom because he's not accurate over, over 20 yards. You You created that problem.
6: Sean, what? A, also, Tom Brady in that game where they lost to the Rams, walked off the field, didn't shake Jared Goff's hand, and 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 I, I get it. Tom has won a lot, six Super Bowls. A lot of people have crowned the guy. How, I just think it's classless because he's done it before. When he when he beat Jared Goff in the Super Bowl, of course he was there to shake his hand but he walked out on Nick Foles during the Super Bowl when Nick Foles played an unbelievable game and won Super Bowl MVP. And earlier this year when Nick Foles beat him again, Tom Brady was a no-show, you know, to shake his hand. What do you make of that? And isn't that a bad look for a guy of his his stature?
7: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I got a theory, and I don't know him right, but I've I've been saying this now. um, I always thought that he had something against Nick Foles. Uh, I don't know what that something is, or what yeah. Nick Foles said or did. Yeah, I thought he had something personally against Nick, against Nick Foles, but <laughs> I felt he also ran off the ran off into the locker room again to make it not about Nick Foles because that's what uh, he talked about for this past year. Hmm. Okay, so I, that's, that's what we all. So, so let me
5: can I can we can we let's just flesh this out here. Yeah, okay, Sean please. Merriman joined us. Uh, Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, we are all just for, for just for radio world out there, we all know each other and generally like each other. So like, let's let's pretend this is like a little Zoom call. Um, Sean, do you think it's he doesn't view Foles on his level? He's like, are you kidding me? This is the guy who wins the Super Bowl. Like, I know who Nick. Like, and, and I mean, is it is it is that possibly it? I mean, what I'm I'm trying to get into his mind of what he could have against Nick Foles, who's by all accounts, seemed as a really good dude. Like I I know Nick a little bit. He lives near me in the off season. I played hoop with him. He seems like a guy that everybody likes. He's a very religious guy but warm and friendly. Doesn't seem to be a phony. And My, and, D- and Dougie had a most he had
6: an unbelievable Super Bowl game.
5: Right. right. He had like, an unbelievable Super Bowl, but like do you think he's sitting there going like, "Wait, we didn't play Malcolm Butler. This guy is not that good." And he has this unbelievable he wins a Super Bowl and uh, if you remember that Super Bowl, uh, others the, the Patriots actually never punted in it. Brady turned it over to really end the game. He, he misread the defense and got hit, uh, but they missed a field goal. They missed an extra point, whatever. I my, my only thing I can think of is maybe he thinks, here's a guy who won a Super Bowl against me and he's not on my level. Do you have any hypotheses as to what it could possibly be?
7: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is because – you got to understand that after Nick Foles won that game, I mean, people are talking about him like he was the best thing since sliced bread, right? I mean, we, we all put Nick Foles on a pedestal that he shouldn't have never been. He just played the perfect game. They ran perfect play callers. I mean, they caught these guys off guards and the Patriots on their heels the entire time. It was a perfectly called game. And after that game, everybody wanted to crown Nick Foles as, as some great quarterback, which he was nowhere close to being. Now, you know, Tom Brady, looking uh, looking at, looking at it from his standpoint, I would be I would be pissed too, but not pissed enough to go and just shake the man's hand. So I when when that happened, I just feel like it was something a little bit more personal, maybe something Nick Foles said or did. And like you said, I've, I've seen him, you know, he's had great religious rants right after the game. Until I can tell what kind of guy he is, but you know, there has to be something else there in order for him to do that, because it can't be because you just won one game against them. It has to be something more. And in my I just have this strange feeling that it was always about Nick Foles, always about Nick Foles, and now Tom Brady has to run off the field to someone else to take it. Not about Nick Foles. I just don't. I just don't believe that uh, Tom Brady with the spotlight on him and him knowing that the backlash he's going to get by not shaking another guy's hand will continuously do it. So I, I just have to feel that he has to do something to mix it up. And,
6: and, and Sean, there's no way, Tom. The people say, the minions who will support Tom Brady, oh, well, he's just frustrated, he, he didn't play well, and he's just mad. My point is, if they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tom Brady doesn't play well, do you think he'll run off the field and not shake Patrick Mahomes' hand? No. No way.
7: No, not at all. Wait, wait,
6: wait, wait. No, not at all. Rob, it's, you can't give me a no
5: way, no, no how? Way. I mean it's, I mean, it's uh, like six thirty in the no morning. No
7: way no,
6: no, no how on
5: this Thanksgiving
6: Day
7: it's morning. It's all, all right. It'll never happen. Look, he's gone up he's gone up to Drew, to Drew Brees, he's gone up to other great quarterbacks, he's gone up to some guys who are not great quarterbacks. I just think that Tom has a certain level of respect for certain guys. Um and, and it's not anything uh you know he's not like a sore loser. I just believe that he ha- he picks and chooses who he show respect to. And if that was anybody else other than Tom Brady, we will be slamming him all over the place. But you know his supporters and people who just love him to death will support him no matter what. But it's it's at the end of the day, it just it's not right.
5: You you know there's something I want to ask you about Sean Merriman, our guest Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for, for for Dan and the Danettes. Um, one of the things lost in that game is the Rams appear to be really good, right? And what the Rams did to the Buccaneers is kind of similar to what the Giants did to the Patriots in the Super Bowl uh, both times, which is the ability to get to Tom Brady without blitzing, right? And by the way, this is what the Rams did to the Seahawks is they could they could get to Russell Wilson without blitzing, and a lot of this comes down to Aaron Donald and his, his dominance, which attracts a double team and sometimes even more. Um, look, you were great at what you did, Sean. You came off the edge. You weren't the interior pass rusher, but you weren't able to sustain it for nearly as long because of because of injury. I'm just wondering, from a guy who's been down in those trenches, who 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 does Aaron Donald compare to? Because he's so he's unbelievably dominant at a position that we don't normally recognize as such.
7: You can't compare him to anybody because we haven't. Seen anything like this? And I played with some great D tackles. You know, I played with a guy by the name of Jamal Williams, who's a who's more of a big guy who took up two blockers in the three-four scheme. And then I went to Buffalo and played with Cal Williams. And Cal Williams, I mean, look—if Buffalo had a uh you know winning years and they had more TV games, we would put Kyle Williams up there some of the greatest D tackles of all time. But he's not talked about enough because they didn't get to shine. So. And I just—he's you know—he's a Pro Bowl player, but he would have won multiple Pro Bowls if if Buffalo uh, had more visual and things like they had more TV games. There we haven't seen anything like Aaron Donald before because this guy is doing this. Pro, people don't understand being outside linebacker to have you know double-digit sacks every year if you're really good. You know that seems about right. You kept doing what he's doing for the interior, and knowing that you're coming into the game and he's going to get double and triple teams. And the way he gets so creative to get skinny uh, between that guard and that center, to, to turn his hips and explode through guys and play mind games and, and run stunts and go and hit an opposite guard on the other side that's not looking just so well, you can blow another guy up and get there still. It's just he's gotten so creative and so dangerous that he, like Lawrence Taylor did long, long time ago, and the way people block him and how he. You know, the reason why the short pass game and quick game was created was because of Lawrence Taylor. And what's happening, what we're seeing right now with Aaron Donald, they're about to change the game. They're going to start having to do something that they've never done in the history of football in order to block him.
6: Sean, uh, today is, of course, Thanksgiving. And one of the traditions in the NFL is that the Detroit Lions play. Doug and I are going to talk about this later on in the show. But uh, and this has been going on. The Lions first played a Thanksgiving Day game back in 1934, so it's long-standing. I covered 20 years of those games. But is it time for the Lions to be off, and and maybe somebody else? Should we end this tradition of the Lions being our Thanksgiving Day uh, pre-game because pre-meal game that we've watched all these years?
7: They have to, <laughs> you know, they have to. Look, I stopped watching the lines of Thanksgiving when Barry Sanders retired, you know? like Right. Um, you know, and I, and I love watching Megatron and, and Matthew Stafford and, and things like that. They've been exciting, but I, I just like, man, what do they sign a 55-year deal? I, I just don't know and understand um, how the games aren't more competitive because, as we all know, people watch uh, the, the games for stars, right? I mean, they, the NFL has kind of turned into the NBA as far as, uh, the stardom and being able to watch a Patrick Mahomes and being able to watch, uh, you know, big time quarterbacks and running backs and playmakers. I mean, we, that's what the NFL is now. So when that's the case, you have to have them on one of the most important parts of the year um, and, and make it enjoyable uh, for these. Especially these tough times we're going through, we need to see some. We need to see some stars and some excitement. I don't, I just don't think that enough people are going to be sitting in front of the TV to watch it. watch the line.
5: Sean Merriman joined us. You got the lights out podcast. Uh, what's what's on the latest lights out podcast.
7: Yeah, we just had Tyron Woodley, man. We, uh, you know, as, oh, as, as you guys incredible. know, Rob, we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm heavy into the MMA. I got my, my uh, lights out extreme fighting my MMA league, which should be getting back up here. As soon as our, uh, our governor get his stuff together <laughs> in California. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had Tyrone Williams. We just talked about his last his last fights, man, and and him wanting to fight everybody he lost again. So um, I'm interested. I can't wait to see what's uh, was going to happen here when we get back up and going again.
5: Yeah, uh, you gonna buy Tyson
6: and Roy Jones? No way, no how. I, I know I you're not gonna buy that show. I'm, I'm, just... I am.
7: Wow. I am. I am because, you know, look, I, I oh, and I always say this, right? I don't care how old Mike Tyson is. he always going to have one punch that's going to be able to knock you out, and that I'll pay for. So, uh, you know, and then also, you know, I don't know if you guys are into it, but Jake Paul, Jake Paul is also fighting Nate Robinson, I think, on that card. And uh, I got a chance to, tr- to train with uh, with Jake Paul. Wait, wait, wait. BJ.
5: Okay, can he, does he have any chance?
7: Uh, Jake Paul's going to probably knock Nate Robson out somewhere in the late first, or early second. Really? More, more than likely. I, now, I was, now, Nate,
5: Nate, I mean, Nate, I, I mean, Nate was known in NBA circles as a dude who you didn't want to mess with. Now, part of it is little guys have nothing to lose. Exactly. Right? Like nothing to lose. But but Nate was, Nate was the guy who could flip the switch on you. But you really think Jake Paul's really going to get him?
7: After Jake Paul win, I mean, we've been pushing him to go pro. I think he should turn to be a pro no. boxer. He's that good. I think he has a shot. Um, he has a, a former pro uh, trainer, and I've watched him over this last two years in, in personal workouts and sparring matches against some of the pros. I think he should go pro after this fight. Wow. Sean, on, if you minute.
6: could fight anybody in the uh, media, who would you fight? No, I'm just kidding.
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's several.
6: I thought so. Okay. We, we're, it'll be having back uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> we're having
5: connection issues. Uh oh. We're having connection issues with Sean Merriman. <laughs> it would have been.
7: It would have been them talking crap with me when I was playing. I'm good with everybody now. But back when I was playing, I had. I got a couple people I would love to lay out. All uh,
5: right. right. Hey Sean, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving hey, guys, Thank you. All right, uh, Sean Merriman, uh, uh, joining us. That was fun. Uh, all right, let I want to I want to continue with this Brady conversation for a second. We'll do so next with Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Dan Patrick Show.
4: Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
4: We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer
1: here. Paula used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out. There. Okay. Not literally.
4: Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. A crack. Yes. Not the crack of the bat.
1: Which is better? Crack of the bat's crack of the beer
4: game. I'd crack of the beer. Absolutely. (laughs) Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite, get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
3: places. Doug Gottlieb, Ron Parker
5: in for Dan and the Danettes. We'll continue this conversation about uh, Tom Brady at the top of the hour. Is Tom Brady cooked? Is he washed? <laughs> Is he done finished? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to yours. Um, you know, the NBA draft has like come and gone. And uh, look, one of the things that I love about the sport that I played and the level that I played at was I, I do feel like I understood and got as much out of it as you possibly could, which is, you know, like college basketball. And I, I don't, I, I think people get it, but I don't think they really get it. The amount of promotion and attention that's created is invaluable. It just is. And the best, the best way to show that is how many of those players that were drafted in the NBA draft, did you have any idea about? Right, uh, you just didn't. Lamelo Ball played last season professionally for for about half the season in Australia, and you might have seen parts of highlights, one game or whatever. Whereas, if there was an NCAA tournament, you would have seen every one of the college kids play. And and I mean, the, the, look how how big Zion Williamson became because he brought as a YouTube sensation to Duke. But it's going to be really fascinating to see. You have this entire draft class that nobody knows anything about. It wasn't seen as an elite draft class. And, and Rob, I know you're fascinated by the LaMelo ball pick.
6: I am, only because of, uh, you know, he's going to Charlotte and Michael Jordan, his, his history of picking players. Uh, Adam Morrison was supposed to be the next Larry Bird because he had an ugly mustache or whatever it was. I think that's what, what people equated uh, him to being Larry Bird, and, of course, that didn't work out. Kwame Brown was another pick of Michael Jordan's, and now LaMelo Ball. I, I just don't know. I saw him play one time, Doug, mm-hmm. live in person, and it, it was just the most ridiculous. When, when, just, when was that? This was a couple years ago. Him and his brother, they played in, I don't know if it was a playoff game, and this was, you know, Lonzo wasn't there. Lonzo was in college. Uh, when they played sco- Day I think it was at a big game. It was a lot of people. It was like a couple of years ago. I, can't, I just can't remember the I, venue. But anyway, And they lost. They lost. Yeah, Saturday. Okay, and you know what I'm talking about. And he was just chucking up shots from mid court. Yeah, mid-court, yeah it was crazy. Three quarter court. I just thought to myself, I was watching in, in disbelief. I really was. I. It was so undisciplined. You know, he was just doing what he wanted, and I thought, wow. I just I couldn't believe that that was like. you know, a real game. And there's a coach there. Yeah. And and, and, no, I, I I get, I look, I, I get it. I mean, I,
5: I really, really do. Um, and I, it's one of the things I liked about him going and playing in Australia is that they got him away from that style where you actually had to play real basketball. The problem with that is that the the good part is you play against men. He had some success. He had some failure shot 25% from, from three 35 from the field. Um, but, you know, that that prepares you for the NBA as well or even maybe even better than playing college basketball. And, and it takes him away from, you know, his dad who I, I actually think in terms of basketball training has the best intentions at heart. Like they took wild shots when they played for him. I saw him play when he's 13, but they, they all love passing the basketball, especially Lonzo and LaMelo love passing the basketball. So that, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it did train him on how to play real basketball. The problem is that he didn't actually play any defense. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well.
6: And, Doug, what about the competition that he's played against? Was, was it – I know these guys are older and, and, and quote-unquote men compared yeah. to him. Yeah. But what about the talent level? Can we really evaluate a guy who's played against uh, maybe some inferior t- talent?
5: Yeah, you
6: can. I, I, I don't mind playing against – it's – you
5: know, Australia is better, but it's not a top five, maybe even top ten league internationally at the top. There are some – great all time Australian players, the Andrew Bogut, who go back and play some. Andrew Gaze. Uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I would I would say this. Look, um I I would I would struggle I would struggle to to have it all depends upon his level of buy-in. Cause now his brother did change his body. His brother's become his brother was always a little bit more a little bit more bouncy than Lamelo was, or LaMelo was always long. But his, his brother really worked in the weight room. The biggest issue with his brother is two things. One, he was always hurt. He's always been hurt in the offseason. season, um, and two, I you gotta question his work ethic, right? So here's what I mean in terms of work ethic. So he goes to the Lakers and he gets hurt in summer league. So and and it's it now there's no offseason at all. So the first year was kind of a wash because then he got hurt during the season, if you remember, and he yep. had knee surgery. They couldn't get him on the court, so he couldn't really fix his jump shot during that first year off. The second year, he was he was hurt again, and so he didn't have an off season of of work. That when he got traded, he did work his jump shot on some level did improve, and then he got in the NBA season. It wasn't great, but then they had the shut. They, then they had the the shutdown. And he looked awful in uh, in the bubble, awful,
6: uninterested which, as well, Doug. Which was like he, he he didn't look like he was into it. And remember, the league wanted to wanted the Pelicans to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they. Set I mean, it, it, was, up. it was
5: one of the reasons they they expanded yep. the teams that were. They wanted Zion there, which to me displays that he didn't work during quarantine. And guys like. Uh, Jamal Murray clearly did work. The, the the idea that you couldn't get into a gym if you're an NBA player to me is is bull, especially in California. So, uh, you know, I, the, the, my first question with LaMelo is work ethic because he's you got to be in this NBA. You got to be able to shoot the ball. What he has is great positional size, great vision. And he can't teach vision and he can't teach positional size. The rest of the stuff. Yeah, I don't think he's tough. I don't think he's a particularly good shooter. And not being tough is that you lack a competitive gene in terms of, uh, you know, in the NBA, you're going to play point guard. Like, dudes are going to come at you every single night. Like, if he had what his teammate Devontae Graham has in terms of uh, toughness and competitiveness at both ends, I would say he's going to be great. But I haven't seen that. Like, if you watch the tapes of him playing in Australia, he didn't care on defense at all. And you better care because... Even in the east you're gonna you got Kyrie Irving he's he's a killer you got Trey Young he's a killer you know uh you're gonna get when you're a point guard you're gonna switch on the matchups with with uh, with Jimmy Butler he's a killer and you carry the ball name they're coming after you so, so Doug, that's my biggest concern
6: is there any chance that Jordan's right on this one and he becomes a star like a star player in this league yes or, okay there's so there's a, a chance I don't know it's not a superstar But a star, I'm just talking about a star player. He can really
5: pass and he's really big and he has, he has, he has really good feel. You know, he, the game is slow to him. Like he sees it all. Um, I don't know if he has, you gotta be, you gotta be able to get into the lane and you can only do that if you can really shoot um, or if you have a great first step and even then you need to shoot. And he doesn't have a great first step and he can't really shoot. So th- those are the things that he's gonna have to do at the offensive end. And then to be a star, you've got to be able to 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 defend. I know Trey Young doesn't defend, but he's so good on offense, but they can't win because he's so bad defensively. So those are the things that are in front of him.
6: And what and real quick about Lavar and messing with Michael Jordan and Charlotte being off the radar, NBA radar for the most part, will that be a good thing that Le- I think so. Le- LeVar, yeah?
5: I think so. I think so. I mean Do I know so? I think having Gordon Hayward there will really help. I think the reason they overpaid Gordon Hayward is because Gordon Hayward is known as a great work as a complete and total professional in terms of his workouts. And if he says, I'm just going to follow around Gordon Hayward and do what he does in the off season. I think he's got a much better chance than he does. If he follows around his dad and his brothers in the off season. Is Tom Brady washed? Is he cooked? Is he finished? Is he done? Rob Parker thinks so. I'll tell you what I think next. This is the Dan Patrick show.
2: Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike.
7: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break.